Hello and welcome to another episode of Interview with a Schizophrenic. I'm your host, Duncan Samuel Singer, and today I have the great pleasure of welcoming back Jasper for a third episode. Um, Jasper is in America, he's Kentucky, he has a schizoaffective disorder, depressive type. Um, he goes by the pronouns he, him. So welcome back, Jasper. How are you doing today? Doing just fine. Good to be here. <laughs> That's good. Okay, so when we Jasper, we recorded two episodes with him last year. Um, he talked about the history behind the diagnosis and the illness, what happened. He gave a what I thought was a brilliant description of the psychotic breakdown. Um, so Jasper wants to talk more. He's got more to say about the history and up to the present day. So Jasper, let, I'll leave it to you now to talk about as you wish. Yeah, um, I wanted to just talk about um, the second hospital that I went to because I thought it was important to talk about a place that was actually, you know, good. Um, so I was there for one month and, uh, I have, um, can, oh man, everyone knows that American healthcare is an absolute disaster, but I have, uh, Kentucky well care, which is, um, state subsidized and it does cover treatment in Tennessee, but only up to one month. So I was there for one month and that was in Nashville, you know, the big city. Yeah. Uh, I suppose it would make sense that they have, uh, that they have, you know, more resources. Um, so, you, so you would have stayed there longer if you were allowed to. Yeah. At least a few more weeks because yeah. by the time, by the time, they released me. They actually said that I wasn't fully cleared, but um, I was told that when I got home, uh, I just immediately went to sleep and I was just constantly asleep uh, because of the, the antipsychotics they cause, you know, drowsiness, sleepiness. And uh, actually, my cousin was graduating from high school right at that time. And. Uh, <laughs> And they had a, a seat left for someone who couldn't make it to the graduation. So they just took me along and I just fell asleep. Yeah. Yeah. I tried really hard to stay awake and they were you, like, yeah, because I've, I've had this as well where I, yeah. do, do you think it's, it's a bit like narcolepsy, isn't it? Because yeah. Yeah. I think if you get comfortable in a chair and you're dosed up, and maybe something's going on, which is just kind of monotonous. You know, it's quite warm. It's just easy to fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm glad they thought it was funny because they were just like seeing me nod off. And then they were saying, oh, it's that's all right. That's all right. Just go to sleep. It's fine. <laughs> but anyway, uh so I'm sh I show up at uh, this Nashville uh, hospital and I'm still like rambling like on on the uh, oh man on the uh, the car ride out there I'm just 
off the wall. I'm just rambling throughout the entire car ride and uh, actually... Ooh, okay. So, yeah, we had to... We, uh... Goodness gracious. Okay, so we had... <laughs> We had to stop at a gas station because I had to go pee. And uh, I had this delusion that, um, I don't know. So I mentioned there have been quite a few abusive people through my life, honestly. And I thought one of them might have been in the bathroom stall. And I thought that I had to, um, you know, this is really difficult to explain because you know it's a delusional state so yes, I mean, yeah. inherently that's difficult to explain it's difficult to but, explain yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so i thought that he might be in there and that he was like testing me to prove that i was who i said i was because i am you know transgender male and like a lot of people don't take me seriously and well, at least they didn't back then when I, you know, was just starting the hormone treatment. And so I thought that I had to try to use the urinal, but I was still having the tardive dyskinesia, which made it very difficult for me to use any of my muscles, including ones that would let me go pee. Yeah. And so normally I'm actually somewhat capable of doing that. But on that particular day, I just peed all over myself mm. and I was absolutely shaking with fury because even outside of psychosis I hate him so much but anyway I <laughs> so I punched the then I punched the uh the bathroom stall door and screamed and Luckily, it was a single-person restroom. No one else was there. Yeah. But I I opened the stall, and he, he wasn't there. And I was like, oh, of course you wouldn't be there. Like, the universe was messing with me. Mm-hmm. And I was just laughing at how stupid I was. And so I was just manically laughing as, as uh, my sister and her husband were taking me out of the out of the uh, public restroom. And so I can't can't even imagine what the, uh, now that I work retail, gosh, I can't even imagine what the the clerks were thinking, but. um, I think you see a lot of things, don't you, in retail? You see a lot of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Especially when it's it's a gas station, but. uh, Uh, so they put down a towel and I was just laughing and rambling and, you know, sitting on that towel all the way. And, uh, so I go into the lobby and they pull you out into a separate, you know, room to talk about your symptoms and things. And I was just, you know, and, uh, let's see now they, uh, so then I went off into a different room to wait for treatment and uh, to spare a few details, this woman came in after a little while and she asked me if I had any any spiritual or religious things that they could, mm-hmm. you know, work with. 
And at that time, I was like super, super into Zen Buddhism. So I said mm -hmm. that I was a Zen Buddhist. And she said, how do I how do we accommodate for that? And I said, <laughs> I said, I don't know. I've never been Zen in a hospital before. And, <laughs> and she, uh, she just had some, had some kind of light bulb moment and she left very quickly. And it took me a long time to realize what that might've been about, but she, uh, turns out they had a Buddhist on staff at that location. Uh, what they would do is if they have too many patients, they will expedite some of them to other locations, but they had one on site there that was a Buddhist and she was from India. And, uh, so they sent me up there and she, she had told me that, uh, I was the only one in a long time who got her name right. And I feel really ashamed of myself that you know, I, I'm not Indian. I wasn't, you know, born and raised into that culture in any way. Yeah. And because uh, Zen is a Japanese uh, sect of it, I suppose. But yeah. it does it does have um, origins in India. So, um, yeah, but the, the original Buddha was and he was an Indian prince, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, he saw, you know, he saw he saw death old age illness and he wanted to uh do something about you know he it changed his princely life and yeah. he and he um he became i think i think they call it epiphany he, and then mm -hmm. and he, yeah yeah i mean i was into but i'm i i've got um a buddhist history as myself yeah i've i used to read about it and uh it actually helped a lot the buddhist text it actually helped a lot when i was younger in terms of guidance and that the wisdom that it taught me. Yeah. Um, to de to derail for a couple of minutes and talk about that. So, um, the, the Western, um, psychiatric institution is just now like looking at, uh, ancient Eastern philosophy and incorporating that into their, uh, treatment and things. And, they call it mindfulness, but mm. you know, the Eastern cultures, they have different words for it. So yeah, I, I suppose it makes sense that they had a Buddhist there, but so yeah, that all makes sense. But I was just really ashamed of myself because, well, especially looking back because I felt like since I wasn't raised in that, I had a responsibility to be respectful and to be a good example, but mm -hmm. I can't exactly be a good example when I'm manic psychotic, you know, I, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think when, when you're in a psychotic state, you know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's difficult to explain, but yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. Um, yeah. yeah. So, but I think, I mean, sometimes I try to be able to feel better about it by thinking, well, at, at least I, got her name right because actually as i was leaving someone else came in and uh who was um an old very southern like you know redneck sort of man and he misheard her name as susanna mm -hmm. and kept calling her susanna so yeah uh 
other schizophrenic patients, they mishear what her name is and they just call her that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had me in a, uh, in a room by myself and, uh, they weren't exactly prepared. So I was in a room with two beds. I normally would have had two, uh, I normally would have had a roommate, but, uh, yeah. Is it quite, um, is it quite good quality, um, Mm -hmm. rooms and that sort of thing? You know, is it like a, is it modern and clean? Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. like, I mean, because in, in England, in Britain, the NHS is, yeah, it's not the same. You know, you say American healthcare is bad, but in a way, you, at least it's modern, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that first place, uh, it was the stereotypical, uh, what, what you would call it, a lunatic asylum. Actually, uh, I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but that place is historical and it was opened in the 1800s i believe and it used to be officially called a lunatic asylum (laughs) and so it's uh it's got all the stereotypical it's got the barred windows it's got the rooms with the chipping paint and nothing in the room but a bed and that was the room that i stayed in but uh this new one it was basically like a hotel room and it had its own sink and shower and you know it was nice yeah was it quite secure did they lock you in uh well um i think if i'm remembering correctly they had the ability to lock you in their room but they never like did that was only Because if if they ever needed to lock you in, they would take you to the white room, which is, I mean, I'm not sure what they called it officially, but it's that, you know, that stereotypical uh, padded cell. But it uh, is actually all one solid piece of uh, smooth foam. Mm. So, um, oh, yeah, one time I was... uh, having a okay so i was in um catatonia for a lot of that month and so because of that i actually don't remember the vast majority of my time it really doesn't feel like i was there for an entire month i don't know i have no idea what was going on in the outside world while i was in here like asleep mentally but my body is still like present it's like so weird um, the only way that I could like gain control of my body again and like wake up was to get angry and agitated. But whenever I did get angry and agitated, they would, uh, you know, that would be trouble for everyone else. And so yeah. that, that really sucks. <laughs> um, so one time I was having one of those angry episodes and they took me to, they led me to the white room and put me in although i don't think that they locked the door i just stayed in there anyway and i was just (laughs) yeah i I was just yelling and screaming and Mm. i actually really had to go pee and again so i actually peed in the corner and when they pinned me down and they they said uh 
you're going to have to calm down or we'll have to, they were basically saying, well, you're going to have to calm down or we'll have to give you an injection. So I, I calmed down and I said, and they said, what, what, what happened here? What is this? And I said, oh, I'm sorry. I had to go pee, but there's a bathroom like right next door. Yeah. I could have just gone in there. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they do get quite heavy handed, don't they? In, in yeah. hospital. They're quite, yeah. there's a lot of fear and they, they want to, they, I know they get pretty heavy handed. Um, yeah. That's kind of like was because I, I visited a friend of mine in mental hospital about a few years ago, and it was so highly secure. It's unbelievable. You know, it's, yeah. um, it's quite a different ethos they have these days. Well, I, maybe it's always been like that. But, um, yeah. Um, it, it, yeah, it probably has always been like that. But actually, um, maybe the older ways, they were a lot more reactive. Maybe they... Uh, well, actually, I, re- I vaguely remember, like, uh, when I was in that old hospital, I was, like, making a lot of noise in my room. I was just stomping, mm. uh, and uh, they busted into my room and pinned me down just for doing that, but uh, and injected me, and that, that was terrible. Yeah, that's, that's, that's heavy-handed. I would say that's heavy-handed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... but uh, yeah, the, these guys—they're more—they're uh, more hesitant to do that. They—they they see it as a more, you know, extreme measure. I think. Hmm. Yeah. So, so I, uh, as usual, in that second hospital, I always have trouble with people's names, and so I kept like coming up with nicknames for people, and uh, one of them looked a lot like my great grandma, just coincidentally. And so I, and whose name was Dorothy. And so I called her Dorothea and the staff thought that was really funny, but, uh, she was really offended by that. Uh, (laughs) I, I, I just have a flash of different memories here and there. I don't know when they happened or in what order, but she said that everyone there was respectful of her except for me. And I was really (laughs) upset because I was like, in my own way, I was trying to be respectful. Affection, and, I guess, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I, yeah. I think, I think, um, I think that's, that is, I've seen that like on mental health forums, some folk are really pernickety about saying their name correctly. Um, yeah. You know, it's like, they've taken everything else away from me. Just, do you know what I mean? That sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, oh yeah, and uh, I was having a meltdown one time when it was uh, before that, I'm pretty sure this happened before that at some point, but I was having a meltdown uh, during lunchtime, and I, in some kind of delusion, I thought that I was being tested in some way, and uh, and they were handing out um, these takeout styrofoam containers, and I just took one and retreated to my room and that happened that ended up being hers and that was completely incidental i would only figure that out later um but after lunch a nurse came up to me and she was really nervous and she said don't you have food allergies and i said oh but they're asymptomatic so 
when when uh when I was having uh my sister and her husband write down on the paper, you know, medical information, I said that uh this is true. I have asymptomatic allergies to peanuts. And the more that I eat peanuts, the higher risk I have of uh developing more symptoms like anaphylaxis, so I shouldn't okay. eat it, but I can. So you uh, yeah, okay, I understand. Yeah, so she was freaked out about that, and I said, oh, it's asymptomatic. And so they are concerned about that. Also, um, I became really fixated on taking showers because, I, I don't know, it, it it helped me get back into control of myself without getting angry. Mm -hmm. uh, it was really grounding, I guess. That's probably Why were you getting angry, was it? What was causing the anger? It was frustration over not having control of myself and my body. And whenever I did get frustrated, it would come back. So it was also kind of a tool to get control over my muscles, I guess. Okay. And that, and that was due to the talk of dyskinesia or the medication? Yeah, it could be. Uh, it could either be like a side effect of uh, the medications that I was cycling through or it could have been a symptom of my illness I really don't know yeah. I don't think I don't think that it really matters but uh, were, you, were you having were you having psychosis while heavily medicated yeah I, I think so yeah I was having a lot of delusions that was mm -hmm. the main thing uh, I don't. I don't think that I was having any auditory or visual hallucinations. Mm. Uh, even to this day, I just have remnants of the delusions, and mm. not not anything, uh, not any hallucinations. In, in terms of your delusions, were they quite scary or traumatic or? Um. Oh. Hmm. Well, I guess that depends on how you look at it, because a lot of the delusions were thinking that I was being uh, watched after by a group of pe looked after by a group of people. And a lot of people would think that that is scary because they the delusion involves thinking that those people are dangerous to you. Mm -hmm. But I didn't I I've always had a lot of, you know, faith in humanity. I haven't ever been a very. uh um, forgot the word, but conspiratorial, con, was or paranoid, or I mean, it is paranoia part of the delusions, but yeah, I suppose, I have, yeah, I suppose, like you say, if you've got faith in society, that helps. Yeah, um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't ever had, um, you know, this word for a uh, for a hatred of humans, humanity, yeah. and humans. I haven't really. <laughs> been that ever been that type of person so uh yeah it was uh i, I guess it was neutral uh yeah. but it was quite extreme like i remember uh i have the same birthday as um who, who it's not seth rogan it's who who made family guy i can't remember <laughs> seth mcfarlane yeah, Seth MacFarlane. It's a different Seth. Anyway, <laughs> I have the same birthday as Seth MacFarlane, and I thought in my delusion that 
people had been really unfair to me through my life and I thought that they all owed me an apology and that they all felt bad and that they would come and personally apologize to me. And so I thought that I thought that since Seth Rogen had my birthday that he would show up in person at the hospital. <laughs> Yeah, you said Seth Rogen again, but I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Seth MacFarlane. See, I'm really terrible with names, so that's a demonstration. But, uh, so, the nurses told me to go sit down at, like, the end of a hallway, and so I did, and I thought that I was sitting there to wait for Seth MacFarlane to show up. <laughs> and I was kind of irritated when he didn't show up, and so I walked down the hall, back down the hall, and, uh, <sighs> then they had a code blue and that is when apparently that must be when someone has had a seizure and that was someone that was down in that hallway. And so I thought that it was my fault because I went down that hallway with an irritable attitude. And so I was really upset. Yeah. And so I went, I actually closed myself into the padded room as I was freaking out and, uh, when I calmed down, they said, uh, they said, thank you for, you know, uh, controlling myself and calming down. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad that well that happened at least, but, uh, I believe I, I have a lot of false memories and false memories was part of the delusions and, uh, um, I believe I remember one of the nurses saying that one of the patients there was their sibling and I, that, that person who had the seizure looked a lot like her. And so I, I also think that she was, that she really didn't like me and she was irritated at me. And I thought that part of that reason was because I freaked out when her sibling had a seizure. Uh, so I don't know how much of that is actually true. I don't know how much she might have actually disliked me. Uh, yeah, I know. It's, it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Like Ellen Sachs says the schizophrenic mind is shattered. So, you know, I see that as well in me where, you know, it's, the, it's just controlling and uh, getting clarity and sanity in our mind is, uh, is not an easy task. Yeah, um, for sure. But, uh, so sometimes they would have uh, group sessions uh, at night and where we would go in and uh, show each other our favorite music and uh, and um, I showed uh, this song called Pobbles, which is cheerful and I thought that people would enjoy it, but uh, it's high pitched and they were irritated. <laughs> and uh, she was the one who led that and so she stopped playing that but that does remind me that so that is where the uh the pop music comes in that i was very fixated on that and uh um so yeah i think i did mention sophie um so uh that that does remind me though that there was this guy he was uh just constantly hitting on me and uh he sat next to me when i was in one of those sessions and i was falling asleep from the antipsychotic and he woke me up and i just you know was really friendly i tried to be friends but he was yeah. you know ulterior 
and yeah perhaps uh but uh yeah i i noticed that men in psychiatric hospitals they're especially tended toward uh flirting and being after someone because they've been i feel like they've been convinced by the broader society even when they're not in psychosis that the way to solve their problems is to you know get a girlfriend and get laid and you know yeah i yeah when i was in hospital i actually did meet a girl in my second hospital um and i had a relationship with her um but I, I never thought that. I never thought that I needed to get a girl. But I, I guess I was kind of a, maybe hypersexual as well when I was younger. Mm. I think I, I think it is a it is a societal trait where yeah yeah we're we're bombarded with sex cells and it does mm-hmm. it does um influence our minds and our bodies like that arousal. That, I think mm-hmm. it will create that hyper arousal. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, that does remind me. Uh, a couple days ago, I actually did watch a movie called Vampire's Kiss, nineteen eighty eight, uh, starring Nicholas Cage, and uh, that experience of uh, psychosis was extremely real for me. Like a lot of people think that it's funny but i i mean it might have had one or two funny scenes but it was just not funny to me at all Mm. uh one of the main things was that he was a very uh he was very lonely guy and the movie near the end of the movie he has this delusion where he's met a lady who has all of his interests and he's like oh i don't need therapy anymore this is this is great all my problems are solved and so I'm like, yeah, that's, that's quite accurate. Uh, um, so honestly, I would recommend that movie with, with its context in mind that yeah. like mental health crisis was a huge problem in the eighties and, uh, you know, homelessness and that mental illness were really tied. So, yeah, you know, you know, it's strange, but um, like, I think I read somewhere that statistically it does kind of remain one in a hundred, one in two hundred, um, in terms of uh, schizophrenia type conditions, but I suppose I I I agree with you in that mental health is getting worse and has been getting worse in modern times, um, just because it's a it's a side effect of society which is which is quite hostile to us. I think society has become more hostile in recent years. Um, you know, it's just a simple, simple way to say it is that, you know, 200 years ago, they wouldn't have had locks on the doors. A hundred years ago, they might not have locked the door, but these days, you know, it's, it's all about security. Uh, it's like yeah. a fear, a fear-based society. Well, do you know what I mean? It's like, we live in a fear-based yeah. society where yeah. being afraid is the default condition. Um, yeah. You know, and that's got, um, to have, that's, that's got to have an effect on mental health. Well, I also think that it might be an overcorrection from the days when the psychiatric hospitals were overfilled and crowded and very, very dire conditions to live in. I feel like all the security stuff is, you know, 
and ethical overcorrection from those days. Yeah. Um, I was going to talk about one other thing, and I can't. Okay, cool. Um, oh, but uh, but uh, the uh, it seems that uh, this uh, lady that I called Dorothea, she it, I'm not going to tell her tell her real name, but uh, she seemed to have forgiven me because uh, they had this thing where if you were well behaved, they would take you down to the cafeteria and you would you know, eat your meal there. And it was like a buffet and you could eat what you wanted. And, uh, it was down actually in a, uh, a basketball court, which was split down the middle with the tarp of some kind. And little kids would play in the basketball court on the other side. And I'd, I have no idea what that was about. Maybe that was a children's <laughs> hospital, but one of my delusions was perhaps that perhaps well, maybe there is a grain of truth to this. I wouldn't know. But I thought perhaps that uh, psychiatric hospitals were about, you know, tapping into your child self and like you have now like mentally regressed into a childlike sort of state. And now they have to treat you like a kid and <laughs> and raise you up until you're yeah. back to your adult mind, mindset. So I thought that might have something to do with that. But uh, we they play... Um, so there was this, uh, girl who was also like really fixated on relationships and she was also flirting with me and she was like touching me and being like weird. And, uh, I didn't want her to sit next to me. So, uh, I sat next to so-called Dorothea and we had a yeah. conversation and, uh, she said, I don't believe in heaven. I believe that heaven is a place that you have to create on earth and uh, that it's possible to bring heaven to earth. And that was one of my, uh, that was one of my delusions. So we kind of shared that, but she also mm -hmm. thought that she thought that she was like super into Naruto and she thought that she had like a Sharingan eye and uh, she had me, like look at it and I just you know agreed with her because that pupil was like bigger than the other and I was like eh that counts <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. um but she said she was nervous because she was gonna uh, stretching anyway she said she was gonna move to a uh, group home so I hope that she's doing well there now you know it does seem you have an attachment towards her um it does, yeah. it does remind me, you know, like I was in hospital about 20, 20 years, 25 years ago or something like that. And mm -hmm. there was an old lady in there who was friendly to me. And I quite liked her in terms of like, I, I sort of um, affectionate. And then the second time I was in hospital, she was there again, but she didn't, she refused to recognize me. And I was really upset about that. But, I, you know, that that's, that's, that's kind of normal because she was in a altered state. Mm -hmm. um, I was in an altered state the first time. Man, but, um, I Sorry do, I do, I, I do remember certain people, you know, who had an effect on me. Um, yeah, even even though my memory is really not very good. Um, yeah, you know, I think I think certain people do stand out. Um, 
there were a couple of people who stood out at that other hospital as well. There was, uh, well, I, I shouldn't, uh, <laughs> I shouldn't tell people's names, but the names, you know, are part of it. But, uh, his name was Tony and he, and, and the second name, it just reminded me of, um, breakfast cereal. And so, uh, Anyway, we called him Tony the Tiger after that. Oh, Frosties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I eat for breakfast, actually. Yeah. Okay, Jasper. But... I think. Um, is there you want to say something else before? You know, I'm just. I'm just. Um... Yeah, trying to keep it in a reasonable time. But... Yeah. So, uh, so another time we were in the. Uh, when we were in the basketball court, we played a game of volleyball and I only played one round and I was really happy because like volleyball is one of my favorite sports, but I didn't want to start like messing it up or like ruining the moment. So I only like did it one time and then I did stretch. So anyway, that that's how that went. That's basically the whole story. Yeah. You know, I mean, I can relate to your, in your mindset in a way that sort of self you kind of blame yourself. Um, yeah. I, I still do that as well. Um, and I think that's a trait in people who have severe mental health issues that they do tend to look inwardly um, and say, oh, I shouldn't have done that or I've, or I've hurt that person or I've caused that. And I, I, I've seen, you know, I think that is a trait, a common trait. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. But um, like you say, like maybe there's two types of schizophrenics. Maybe there's a type who's got faith in humanity, and then there's that very small minority who he doesn't accept it, and and that's when we get those awful cases of, um, you know, schizophrenics causing crimes and that sort of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. I can feel for that. Okay, um, Jasper. I think we'll call it a day here. Um, I'm going to play some music. What kind, what kind of music do you want me to play on the end of this? Hmm. You know what? I'm also into metal, so you can do that. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, Jasper, you know, it's a pleasure speaking with you again. Um, I appreciate your honesty and candor. Um, I think it's really useful for, you know, youngsters um, and you know, it's useful for anybody, but in terms of people who are concerned, they might be psychotic. Um, I think it gives a good reference point to understand the mindset and understand how you might be thinking. Um, yeah. So I, I, I think I think that's you know that's, that's really useful. So yeah, thank you very much. It's good. It was a uh, yeah. I enjoyed the talk. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much. Bye.